0: Broadcasting live from the
1: Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
2: Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by our local small business initiative, The Business Radio X, Main Street Warriors, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. And a special note of thanks to our title sponsor for the Cherokee chapter of Main Street Warriors, Diesel David, Inc. Please go check them out at DieselDavid.com. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. We have a studio full. We've got paparazzi. We've got social media <laughs> managers. <laughs> we got uh, leaders of different divisions. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. First up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, CEO Graham Bah with steel interiors, no stranger to the Business Radio X microphone, Mr. Gary Aceto. How are you, man?
1: Tired. <laughs>
2: It has been too long since we've had you in the studio, but I am so glad that we do. I got a ton of questions. We may not get to them all, but I think a great place to start would be if you could articulate for, for me and our listeners alike, mission, purpose, what are your, you and your team really out there trying to do for folks, man?
1: We, we're, we're trying to create, um, I'll sound a little corporate real quick dynamic workspaces and work environments but in a nutshell we're a full service contract office furniture dealership and design firm um, headquartered in marietta officially Um, so we work with clients that are signing leases some of which maybe for the first time and outfitting it with gorgeous furniture that's practical Um, we have sold our first cubicles last week in three years. In other words, I said that backwards. We hadn't sold a cubicle since COVID mm. until last week. Wow. Um, the name of the game is getting employees back to the office, and um, we're helping our customers with that. And it's much more than a ping pong table. Five years ago, you know, ping pong table and a beer keg was everything. Not today. We're doing some cool stuff.
2: How did you get in this line of work? What was the path to get into this business for you? I I, uh, am operating under the impression that it wasn't a straight line, probably. (laughs) No, 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 no.
1: no. I started my career with Office Depot, making copies part-time in a store in California in the Bay Area. And I loved it. And I wanted to make it to the mothership, aka Boca, down in South Florida. And after living in eight states over 18 years, I made it to the Taj Mahal down there and became a district manager in Broward County. But specifically in the year 2000, I'll never forget it because hurricanes were new to me and we had we were devastated by hurricanes in Palm Beach County. And an organization called South County Mental called us uh, and said their building was destroyed by a hurricane and they needed all new furniture. So I went out with the manufacturer's rep, took measurements and photos, and it was like $250,000 job and about fell off my chair. Like, wow, I'm used to people <laughs> spending $99.99 for a chair. We did the whole building. They were thrilled. And it was apparent to me that that's where the real money was. You know I'm a sales guy. I'm, I like to make money. And I said, that was what I wanted to do. So that's where it all started. But office furniture is just not office furniture. There's a term out there called contract office. What's the difference? Office furniture is you go to Office Depot for your home office. It's perfectly fine. Don't get it wet and don't move it. It's fine. What we sell, it's going to cost a few more dollars, but we're going to walk you through a process. You're going to work with our design team. We're going to space plan your building free of charge, by the way. We don't charge. We just ask for the opportunity to, to do business with you. We'll design it, help you pick colors, let you really own your office, pick your furniture, pick your fabric, pick your paint, all that jazz. And we have a lot of fun doing it.
2: So uh, we were talking about this before we came on air, but we have 18 other facilities like this one throughout the Business Radio X Network. And I was telling Gary that my wall is the envy of all the other studio partners. Uh, So those of you listening who have seen that, that black wall with the logos on it. That was Gary that, that put that wall up there mm-hmm. for us. And, I mean, all the studio partners, you know, they have, like, the stand-up banners and the step-and-repeat, and it looks cool, but uh, everybody wishes they had my wall.
1: <laughs> it's not a million dollars. Uh, I consider Business Radio X uh, friends and family. You know that stone. We've known each other three years now. Yeah. Um, we, could, we should be doing that for all your studios. We do that. We work with that product on a daily basis because – Another portion of our business is we love to work with nonprofit. I'm really big on helping schools, nonprofit type of organizations. Um, we've did business with Must Ministries. Uh, we're working with an organization that you introduced us to uh, called Limitless with Disabilities right here in Woodstock. Um, we want to give back. And after spending all those years at Office Depot, and it was a wonderful experience, excellent training, uh, it's not about the money. I mean, we need to make money, but it's more about having a nice lifestyle and giving the rest away. So, and we've been doing that since we started. And as a result, we're nine people strong now. So we went from me and myself to nine people and uh, we want to keep it uh boutique and, and, and stay humble.
2: Well, I am so excited for the momentum and the progress that you, that you've made. And you brought three of the nine with you. I did. <laughs> right? I did.
1: The Florida team's down at the beach right now. It's season in South Florida, so you're not going to get them up here in Woodstock, 29 degree weather. <laughs> um, but yeah, I if you want me to introduce, yeah, I can please, do that. Absolutely. All right. So I have Ayla Johnson, uh, which is my senior designer at our office here in Marietta. She also works remote. Who doesn't? Um, and then we have Carlos Martinez, who is my supervisor and estimator and foreman, aka right hand man. Um, also, there's another gentleman that wasn't able to make it. His name is Hunter McCarthy. Him and Carlos kind of do the same thing. They oversee all the installations and make sure that the customer's happy at the end. The funny thing about office furniture is we – Ayla and I can design a beautiful office. We can look at blueprints. We can pick paint colors, and that's all great. It can all come crashing down at install. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually have a sound bite. It sounds like this. (laughs) Okay. It means their furniture – oh, my God, it doesn't fit. Oh, it's the wrong color. It's not returnable. So we really take the time to pump the brakes, make sure they know what they're picking. And we don't charge for that service, but we're also very honest with our customers. If you pick Polka dot, we're going to say, absolutely not. You're paying 20000 in rent and your landlord's not going to let you do that. So we really advise them because we know what we're doing, but we also give them the ability to do that. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there.
2: So Ayla, tell me a little bit about what compelled you to join this firm and what you're finding the most rewarding about the work.
0: Yeah, so I actually met Gary through a mutual friend. She is a barber in Kennesaw, Georgia, so local. Um, he was getting his haircut one day, talking about the business and needing someone to come in and kind of help out with the more with the design part and, and all. And she was like, Well, I think I may know someone who can help you out there. So I got his contact info, um, contacted him. We met. It was great. Um, we just, clicked and um went from there um so everything's been been really great since then gary's been a really great boss and friend person to work with um and yeah i mean it's been it's been a great journey and i'm looking forward to to more
2: so when you're first uh working with someone do you do some of them know exactly what they want and you're just helping them execute it and bring it to life and others would they be more like me and like I don't know, just make it look cool. (laughs) Yes.
0: We, we definitely have had a wide variety of clients. Um, some that are more experienced in the design part and selections of different materials and some that are not so knowledgeable. So we kind of, you know, that's where we. Um, come in we take that relationship and that connection seriously walking them through step by step making sure we're all on the same page they know what they're um, getting and you know how it's all going to come together in the end
2: so is this like drawn out on a piece of legal paper or is it all computery these days um
0: Mostly computer. Um, every now and then we do like a quick little hand sketch. That's mostly just kind of communication between Gary and I on smaller things. Um, I'm a professional
1: we, chicken scratch artist. Yeah. <laughs> she makes it look
0: pretty. I, w- I would say that, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do. Um, we've used um, Cap Studio. We're getting ready to move into using CET. Um I'm familiar with AutoCAD, just like different programs. Um, you just went completely
1: Greek on me.
2: But I, I know. I,
0: <laughs> I was like, maybe I should at them all out. But. She
1: can help safely land a <laughs> rocket from NASA. Just saying.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, most of the time when we're communicating plans with clients, we will use an online software. It makes it come out a lot cleaner, easier to understand and read.
2: Yeah, but and then the communication with the people actually executing doing the install that's mm-hmm. got to be key for you. Yes, right?
0: for sure. Yeah, communication is definitely a huge factor from beginning to end, you know, when we're Getting all of the the information from the client, picking finishes, materials, and then, you know, creating the plan and then relaying that over to the installation team and, you know, and then even placing orders and stuff. You've got to be very specific in what you want, where you want it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) So let's talk about business impact, Gary, because my experience has been, you know, when we first started at Business Radio X, it started in Class C space. You know, with a like with a plastic table, yeah, <laughs> four microphones and a ridiculous mixing board, it looked like we were a garage band, and it was what it was, and it was what we could afford it at the time. But then we got in Class A space, mm-hmm. that made a difference, and I felt like prospective clients for us, you know, in our core business at Business Radio X, is high ticket B two B sales, right? So these people are making a substantial investment. I'm delighted to say we were able to give them a very handsome return on that. But I always felt like when we made that move to Class A space, just moving to Class A space, just the even the walk up to get to our office, mm-hmm. it was a different environment. And I really do genuinely believe, with all my heart, that um, that it did impact their their willingness to make a more substantial investment because of the the, the environment, the surroundings. Uh, please validate me. There's some truth to that, right? It wasn't just because I wanted a cool office. It really does have an impact on
1: things. It does. I'm, I'm. you know, I think I've lived long enough now to, you know, call out different stories or experiences in my career. I'll give you a couple of examples. We're doing a um, corporate office down in Tampa for a client and um, the president of this company I used to work with years ago when I used to live in Florida. So that's six plus years ago. And long story short is I'm on 85 north with my kids shopping for k-pop with my daughters and i get a linkedin message from joe gasparoni he's the president of dane street that's where i remember him he says give me a call so i call him up and um you know business was light in december our business tends to downturn in the fourth quarter because everybody's in holiday mode they don't want to talk about office furniture and thanksgiving and christmas and the holidays so he said give him a call i was so pumped i call him up and he's like listen i'm uh the president of this new company in Tampa. We're moving our corporate office, and you're still doing furniture, right? And I said, yeah. I go, but now I own. He goes, even better. When can you get here? Long story short, we fly in the team, we meet with them, we do drawings, we do all that, and we secured the business. And you know, and I know my customers very well. And you always have to have a good, better, best solution mm. because people don't realize what these things cost. You know, if I asked you how much is a cubicle, you have no idea. Hundred bucks. The first clue. It's a lot more than a hundred bucks, but this is, let me tell you why it's more than a hundred dollars. So the person that was in charge of making the decision below Joe, still very important, but Joe's the president. I send over the estimate and she's like, is there a used option? And I said, absolutely there is. And I'm happy to look into that for you, but let me give you the reasons why I don't advise it. And I just went down the list of reasons. You're not going to get consistent color. It's going to show up missing parts. And when you add 25 more employees, it's not going to match. And it's got a truck from Atlanta, Georgia down to Tampa. She said, let me talk to Joe. I wait one hour. Email comes in. Joe says, do the deal. Just give me some free artwork. Done. So they are taking Class A space now. We deal with all customers. So I don't want to make people feel like if they don't have a Class A space, we're not going to work with them. Well, it's if
2: going to be class A when, when Carlos and your team get done with well, it. Well, right? you said it, but yeah.
1: these <laughs> you know I have a customer that went from 20000 a month rent to 80000 a month rent. Talk about. Ooh. And they spent half a million on furniture with me. So these numbers can get crazy, but we're doing some cool stuff. Um, I'm not going to mention the name, but this one customer, we're doing some work in Alpharetta. We're getting ready to install. They have a game room that we created, Ayla created a place where people can go and just veg out and have some fun because they're sales yeah. uh, train, um, recruiters. And so the game room is going to have like a shuffleboard set. We got some neon lighting. And then on Saturday, I was at the Avalon with my daughter picking out some lovesack um, couches with surround sound. They yeah, have yeah, no yeah. clue they're getting this. That's why I'm not going to say who it's for. It's going to blow their mind. We're a big giver. That couch with the surround sound, that's not cheap. That's zero charge to the customer. Wow. That's who we are.
2: You are, have such a heart for giving to say more about that. Where does that come from? Is that personal experience and you were on the receiving end of that, or you've just found that you, you just find it rewarding. Why are you so invested in the community and willing to, to, to give like you do?
1: I think it's, you know, the older you get, you, you, you know, you never stop learning, but you know, I don't want to get emotional, but there's a couple of people that have passed away. Here I go. Um, that were too young, and um, um, there's a friend of mine down in um, in Florida. This guy was making bank, Bentley, wife, everything. Died of cancer, mm. like fifty eight.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's not about the money. We got to make a little bit. I got to support my kids. I got three kids that need to go to college. But you know, you got to give back.
2: Yeah, and you got a lot of help. Tell us about Carlos here.
1: <laughs> I think Carlos should talk about himself, but he's not used to that.
2: <laughs> what the whole opera falls apart without Carlos and his. Crowd, I got a right?
1: I got a story for everything. I met his father <laughs> at an install in. Let me get this right. Uh, Crawfordville, Georgia, where the heck is that? Well, I was out there doing a library, met his father, brought his father on, said, you need to start your own business and work for me, done. Hmm. And that's how I met his son, Carlos. Carlos is a rock star. I want him to tell his story because it's kind of cool. He didn't come from office furniture, but I've made him a a furniture (laughs) guy.
2: (laughs) What's your background, Carlos? Where did you come from? I um, I was a former correctional officer
3: at Clayton County. Huh. And during the time that Gary actually brought me on Or we met each other um, I was going a downhill on my career But, you know, he gave me the, you know How do I say it? The hope that there's something else more out there to do And, you know, inspired me to go out there with my dad And start this whole thing
2: So now you're doing, you've been doing it for a while What's the most fun? What are you enjoying the most about the work?
3: Well, really, is working with, like The whole team with the installers making sure everything is good like working as a team in general is like crazy stories we've had together gary's been there and you know that's the most fun part of actually doing the job because you actually get to communicate with your workers and people in a way where you got to make sure everything's safe make sure your workers are safe and just installing it's not that hard.
2: <laughs> well, the energy with the, all of you guys as a team—it's evident when you walk in the room. You could feel—I I mean, Gary is a fireball anyway, but 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 somehow, Gary, you've been able to 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 pass that on. It's, it's part of the 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 whole culture. Was that by design, and you figured out the five-step process, or did you just pick the right people? Because so many of us who run organizations and begin to scale a little bit—that's our Fear and our desire, right? right. You know, because mm-hmm. Lee and I have always had that passion, but to try to 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 inculcate that—that's—that's uh, that's no small feat, man.
1: You remember when I started? I rented an office here at, at the Innovation Spot, and I was—I started Division Ten Steel Interiors. I was the president of my B&I group. I had my own radio show here at the studio. Good Morning Cherokee at the time. And it was awesome because I'm so pumped. I got like the energy of a 20-year-old, even though I'm 51 and overweight. It's kind of weird. But you know, my <laughs> wife's like, I don't know where you get the energy. But um, I had to curb that back. I had to step away from being president of and I took a step back from the studio and I said, I need to focus on the business. Yeah. But I had shared with you this morning, I hired a business coach. Uh, I have a biweekly call with Mark. It's called From the Mind of Mark. I'll – Send you a link because I think everybody should meet this guy.
2: Well, no, I appreciate it because now I can send him an invoice. So thank you. Please do. I'll give you the email address (laughs) later.
1: But Mark, you know, he asked me that golden question when he first met. He says, Gary, uh, do you want to be a business owner or a sales guy? You're you're good at both, but you're going to have to pick one. Mm. I said business owner. And ever since we did that, my business has just boomed because I don't need to be in the trenches with Carlos showing him how to put together a cubicle. If he can't figure it out, I don't have the right guy on the bus. Releasing control is a big deal for small business because for two and a half years it was bootstrapping. It was all me, endless nights. I did it all. I don't need to do it as much now, so I can focus at a high level, so that they all make a lot of money and stay really busy. That's the goal. I've even told my folks, and Ayla can confirm this when she came on board. You know, straight out of Chat Tech, out of design school, and she's going back for her bachelor's right now, which I encourage. Education, I am all big on. I don't, uh, I encourage that. I said, I don't want you with me more than three years. And she looked at me like, my boss is telling me you don't want me to do it. <laughs> And I said, no, I want you to work at HOK or Gensler, and I want you to make 200000 have an office in downtown. Just treat me to a cup of coffee. That's all I ask. She's young. The world is yours, as they say in Scarface. Go yeah. get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Ayla, is all this true, or is he just blowing smoke uh, up my throat? Oh, no. Over here?
0: Yeah, it's definitely is this true. How <laughs> <operate>? <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean I, I it definitely makes me feel good that Gary has such high um I'm trying to think of the right word here. Energy. Yeah, energy. But he's like, so invested and, in you. And, yes. Right? Yeah. So, it's all about him. Yeah, and it makes it makes me feel really good about like where I am and stuff and that he has such high hopes for me, you know, going into the future, like, um, pursuing, you know, other things i guess later on down the road but i'm definitely going to enjoy my time working for with steel interiors right now yeah so wasn't it
2: hard doing in the very beginning letting go because you had created so much on your own and you want it done right and it's going to be faster and i know it's going to be wasn't that hard in the beginning
1: we recently had a project let me think about this we're doing a restaurant at lake oconee shout out table at the lake got to visit them they're opening right. in april um that's through a designer friend of mine in Denver. How the heck I connected with her, that's a whole nother show. But my folks and I needed to go to a warehouse to inventory what's arrived before we go to the restaurant to install it so everything goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Carlos happened to be in my office. It was 6.30 p.m. He does, He's not an 8 to 5 or he's a whenever I need you kind of guy. And Carlos leaned over and I'll never forget it. And this happened pretty recently. He said something like – you know, he says, sir, all the time. you think he'd be in the military, but he was a police officer or always will be. But I'm like, you don't need to call me, sir. He's like, sir, with all due respect, um, why are you coming? And I said, way to go, Carlos. I was glad. I want people to tell me no and that kind of stuff. And I go, you know what? You're right. I don't need to be there. Save me four hours. I calculate it. Drive there, time. Yeah, yeah. I need to be doing other things. So that's it's 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 tough, but I'm there. I'm like, they got it.
2: So Carlos, it's great when everything goes well. You get what you need from Ayla and you have your team working. Surely in your world, stuff's got to go wrong from time to time. Is, is there like a, 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 a <laughs> yes, it does. So is there like a, a, a discipline, you know, a steel interiors discipline of, okay, if something goes wrong, here's how we handle it. Here's how we communicate to the customer. Here's how we communicate internally. This is our code. This is our, yeah.
3: Well, I'm gonna tell you one story that happened to us last summer. It was very hot that day. It was like eighty six degrees. August in Georgia. Aye, it was eighty six yeah. degrees and this elevator was super small. We were building a a product uh like it's made out of handmade wood. So it's very big. It's a conference table.
1: Solid wood, like two inch thick top, like mm. massive.
3: Yeah. And and we couldn't get it in through the elevator so we were like how are we going to get it up here it's three flights of stairs Woo. we told gary what do you recommend and <laughs> we we talked to the customer we were like there's two options you can pay more to get this cut or we can get this up and just pay less so surprisingly my installers they did not they did not say no to no to anything right and We all got our hands on. Gary was there. We were going up three flights of stairs with this massive table.
1: Well, I I wasn't there, technically, because I have wireless cameras, so I monitor. But it's not Big Brother. Go ahead. It's a great story. So you're going up the stairs, sweating, shirts off.
3: And as soon as we get up there, we just had that big relief that it got up there safely. Nobody got hurt. But we were all hot. It was a hot weather, and we were all sweating. After that, we all went for beers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, I didn't see how it started. What I did see is when they got that massive piece of wood in the building, and I saw I'm on the camera because mm-hmm. you know I got to watch what's going on. And I see this guy cruising along without a shirt, so I call his dad and I'm like, "Who was on my project without a shirt? Without a Division Ten Steel <laughs> Interior shirt?" And then he explained, "I'm like, oops, sorry. It, you know, it's cool because we we're doing it after hours, but you know, we don't install without shirts, but you know." It was hilarious, but these guys didn't say no. If it would have been a regular company, it would have sounded like this: "Hey, it's not going to get in the building. The change order is going to be five thousand. It's in the parking lot. What do you want to do?" Yeah, that's really the way it goes down. No offense to other trades, but we work with all trades, and uh, that—that's a reality. We find a way to say yes. We find solutions. We have met with that company though, and we said, "Can you please stop making fourteen foot tops without visiting the site first? Uh-huh. I mean, what a concept. <laughs> Customer doesn't know. Oh, I'm on the eighth floor. How are you going to get in the building? But if they would have said no to that, the other option was we rent a boom um, forklift and we put it right through the window. You know, it's got to get in the building.
2: Right. Well, and that's another key. You've got to figure out a way to make it happen, right? It, all right. What would have happened uh, if they got up there and then they're sweaty and all that and the table broke or got chipped? How would you have,
1: what would you have done? Another great example. Uh, you know, nobody's perfect in the furniture business. There will sure. always be a punch list. I've had one project in my career that had zero punch for you, those of you out there that doesn't know what a punch is punch is when you're doing construction and you make a list of things like, you know, a Nick on the wall, you got to touch up the paint. It's called a punch list. We have a very large customer. We're opening these VIP medical clinics across the country. I mean, it's really a great account. My installer down in Miami lost an $8,000 piece of artwork. So my customer called me and said, "What are you going to do?" And I said, "Well, it's real simple. I'm going to fly down to Miami and look look with my own eyeballs first. And I did. God is my witness, I went down there, looked in the warehouse, couldn't find it. And I said, "We have a proof of delivery. We got a photograph, your signature." I hate to tell you, you just bought an eight thousand piece of artwork. Piece of artwork, and I told the customer to send me an invoice and we paid it. Most people mm. would run. Yeah, I made no money on that project.
2: Got to do the right. It all thing.
1: evaporated. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. And by the way, I split it with the installer. 4,000 for him, lesson learned, 4,000 for me. Who does Mm -hmm. that? Nobody does that. They ever said $8,000. So we're small enough. We're agile enough to make those decisions because we don't have 35 board members and, and, you know, shareholders like my day at Office Depot. We can't make a decision. We can make decisions immediately. And my folks are trained. What is the problem or obstacle? What is your recommended solution? And usually I go with what they say because they're the ones that are, you know, in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for an organization like yours? And has that changed since we've talked last?
1: I didn't introduce her and I'm so sorry. Claire (laughs) Carlson. I love you to death. You know that. Her mom's going to hear this, I'm sure. (laughs) She doesn't have a pair of headphones on or a mic, but um, Claire is my goddaughter from California who's living in Georgia at college, going to school here, uh, lives in Woodstock now. Yay. Oh, yeah? No oh, offense to Ken. Oh, we can to grab
2: a beer under the elm tree. Yeah.
1: She's not of yes. age. She looks at, she's not. No, you can have water.
2: What? What? <laughs> we'll sit in a golf cart. Yeah, don't worry. About
1: no, but, um, you know, I've been doing Instagram posts and LinkedIn, but I'm too busy. And I'm like, ding dong, call Claire. I see what she puts out on social media. So long story uh, short, go to Instagram, look us up, steelinteriors underscore. And she put out a post like vendor highlight of the week. It's the first one we've ever did. Hmm. And we did it for a very good partner of ours, ours in Kennesaw called Iron Age Office. You should check I've, them out. I've heard of them. Sean Denine's a good friend of ours. Uh, we've known each other since he started his company and they are booming. Long story short is I get an instant message notification on my phone from a designer in Dubai. <laughs> and i'm like what now this is all they're nine hours ahead and i don't mm. sleep my wife's like what are you doing on your phone typing away at like 2 a.m because it's 9 a.m her time the the client and i was like i'm talking to a designer in dubai and she works for this mega design firm that it's we all know who they are and uh so we had a meeting with her on monday and introduced her to the folks at iron age and we'll see where it goes but you know Nobody takes well I shouldn't say nobody. I was ready to do a commercial on TV. We're not doing that. You know, mm-hmm. our clientele, our target, is that the right word? Our target person yeah. is female, 25 to 35. And then the other thing is I would not have thought that. Well, the analytics at Instagram tell you all that. And then, you know, what's really cool is spending all those years in South Florida, most of our I wish Claire had a headset on, the people that come to our our site, I don't know what they call them, but It was always uh, Florida, 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 and they're great, and I love my Florida peeps. But now finally it's Atlanta Metro is 80%, and then we got Texas and California and all that jazz. So the demographics we monitor, we're going to go to the next stage with with Claire with social media, but it's working. But it required Gary to stop posting that selfie straight on. You got to go high up so you don't show the extra chin, you know, (laughs) things like that.
2: He is coachable. That's good to know.
1: If I was perfect, I would walk on water. I don't walk on water yet.
2: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the on-site broadcast at the in Dubai. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd love
1: to do it. <laughs> it's coming.
2: Oh, what fun! Well, uh, we may. I wonder does Claire do other contract social media work?
1: She's a freelance 10.99er, free to do what she wants. She there is not go. my employee. <laughs>
2: All right, so if our listeners want to learn more, get in touch with you, have a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh,
1: the old school Gary would say, pick up the phone and call me. They don't do that. That's the other thing. I've learned to to really understand my my, my partners. Um, you can go to Steel Interiors, and it's S-T-E-E-L-E, interiors.net. Um, to our website, which is under development. It's not perfect, but it hasn't stopped business. It's just really a fancy place for pictures and click to have a meeting. We want to get that initial consult. And then we highly encourage everybody to go to Instagram and follow us. I know everybody wants followers, but trust me, there's a lot of good content. It's not all about selling furniture and that steel interiors underscore. So those would be the two ways. And then we're all about texting too. We I put my main number on our posts and stuff, but Mm-hmm. You know, people text me purchase orders. Great. You know, I've learned take yeah. the money and run, you know, hey, fine. <laughs> if they want to order and they know what they want, we do it. But we're not a transactional dealership. We're not that dealer. But, you
2: know, no, you're clearly not your business. I would have thought before I knew you that it would have been an incredibly transactional kind of business. But you're the way you approach it is so grounded in relationship. Isn't
1: we it? We, are, we are a key dealer for Wayfair, West Elm, Crate and Barrel. Alan knows this. Last week, we went shopping with a client. So we're doing all their furniture for their headquarters. Mm-hmm. That was done. Then I said, we need to schedule a time to go have lunch and go do some shopping. The customer loved it and dropped a mm. boatload of money, nice. artwork, sculptures. They're going to buy it somewhere, but we don't want them to go to Home Goods. Right. You know, not being that guy, but. Yeah. There you know, goes that sponsorship. Thanks a lot. <laughs> sorry. Steel interior is a pay double. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody thinks they're a designer. I think my wife thinks she's a designer. She's not. And that's, you know, for right. home, it's fine. But there's a there there's a whole method to our madness. Like, we do some really cool stuff with a company called Arctura. And we're doing a big, uh, we have a national account now down in Florida. Um, we're doing some work with, I, I, I really want to tell you the name, but I can't. They haven't even had have me sign a non disclosure. No but, we anyways, trust, 300, 300 locations. We're doing two corporate offices, crazy stage, sound stage, like this green room. Oh. We're going to have cool couches. We're going to have a beer machine. We're going to have a refrigerator. And then we dress it all out with all the accessories. I mean, you got to have, like in your studio, you got to have a mic. We would provide that. You got to have, you know, decor. We do all that. So it's a lot of fun. We make it a fun experience. You know, who has fun spending money? I don't.
2: <laughs> well congratulations on the momentum man it could not happen to a nicer guy a better group of people okay one more time coordinates website all yeah that stuff.
1: steelinteriors.net again s-t-e-e-l-e interiors dot net uh the phone number is four zero four four zero two nine one zero eight. and please follow us on instagram at steelinteriors underscore
2: Well, I'll have uh, Claire hook me up and show me how to follow you on Instagram, but we'll absolutely make that happen. Over a
1: sip of iced tea.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Wink, wink, Claire. Don't worry. I got you covered, babe. (laughs) Hey, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our next guest? We're excited. All right. Y'all ready for the headliner then? Here we go. (laughs) Please join me in welcoming to the show, also not a stranger to the Business Radio X microphone, with Carver Consulting, the man himself, Mr. Glenn Carver.
4: Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's a great morning, actually. I don't do good mornings anymore. This is a great morning. So did you learn anything in that last segment? What did you think? That was phenomenal. Thank you so much, Gary. I was just thumbs up and shaking my head and laughing and uh, love love the way you think. Thank you. Yeah. Great All to right. be sitting next to him. <laughs> so
2: who are we consulting and why, man? Tell us about this. Well,
4: this, uh, you know, both of us have lost some weight since we saw each other last Yes. I did it the hard way. You did. I think my path was a lot easier. Yeah, I don't recommend my path. So I spent uh, 96 days in the ICU in the fall of 2021, uh, four months in the hospital in total. Uh, literally a miracle I'm sitting here in your studio. Uh, God spared my life. you got to be the most resilient individual I have ever come across in my 59-plus years. Well, that's quite a compliment. I, I'm honored that you would even say something remotely close to that. I've got this. Uh, one of my one of my docs gave me this bracelet that says, keep going. Nice. I haven't taken it off in probably a year and a half. Wow. So, you know, when we first met, I had just released my first book, Stand in the Heat. Yeah. And I think it's more relative now than it was back then for what I've been through, because so I've been through some heat, so... Just, you know, 30,000 feet, um, early Sunday morning, August 21st of 2021, uh, my wife noticed that there was something very wrong with me in the morning, and uh, she had the good sense to get me to the emergency room at Northside Cherokee and uh, was quickly diagnosed with uh, COVID, double pneumonia, and a blood oxygen level of 45, which if you know that's bad, I, I didn't know anything about that number, but 90 is low. Wow. Forty-five is life-threatening organ wow. failure, and it's a miracle I survived that day. That was miracle number one. So, um, yeah, they quickly got to work on me, and um, you know, end of the day, in my naivete, I asked one of the nurses, "You know, how long do you think I'll be here?" And she said, "Well, you'll you'll probably. I, I'm thinking I'm going to get a couple shots, get some oxygen. I'm home <laughs> in a couple days. Back to life as normal." Right. And she said, uh, you're probably going to be here for two weeks. And my jaw hit the ground. And I thought, two weeks? I can't be here two weeks. I got a life to live and a business to run. I can't be here two weeks. Well, 96 days later, I left the ICU. Wow. Yeah, so two weeks in, colon burst, internal bleeding, almost went septic, Mm. you know, survived that, came out of that surgery, three weeks in a coma. And it just, I've never been sick in my life. Other than flu and, you know, flu bug and never been to the hospital. I just, I got hit by a freight train.
2: Wow. You must, you just got the very worst
4: version of this COVID thing or. Uh, You know, maybe we'll never know. Uh, But here's, Hmm. here's the godsend. So after the colon surgery, I got a, I got a, a a sexy colostomy bag. Everybody should try that. (laughs) It's a blast. It's called my little buddy. We sell those yeah, yeah. at Steel Interiors. It's probably Steel. <laughs> uh, in my upcoming book, uh, The Advantage of Adversity, I've got a one chapter called My Little Buddy. So I'm pretty forward about that. I'm an open book. Um, but get out of the hospital, go to uh, outpatient therapy for a month to relearn how to walk because I was a, literally a rag doll. That's where I lost most. Of my, I've lost 60 pounds since I saw you last. Yeah. Not the right way, not the fun way, Right. but uh, relearned how to walk, came home December, and um, in February had a uh, colonoscopy to check everything out to make sure we could do a reversal surgery to get rid of my little buddy, and that's when they found a uh, tumor in my rectum, so got diagnosed with colorectal cancer. Good Lord. So survived the ICU, you know, left uppercut, then I got the right uppercut, you know, to the chin. Mm. And, uh, it's, uh, it's been an unbelievable journey. Uh, my faith is just literally off the charts. Um, I am stage four. And when most people hear that, when most people hear the C word, they think, oh God, he's going to die. Yeah. Especially stage four, stage four. Not me. It's just the opposite. It's yeah, it's, you, it's the polar opposite.
2: Cause it seems to me like you could have easily spiraled down but it had the opposite effect on you
4: well it's uh it did and um it's it's really it's humbling and it's it's an honor that uh I was I was told I was a celebrity in the ICU because of my attitude because of my faith in God and my mindset yes. and my and my yes. will to live because I've got a 13 year old boy and um the whole wall like that wall that I'm looking at with all your ads on it we had it covered it was my wall of hope we had it covered in great pictures of family and friends and in in Bible verses and motivating um, conversations. And I just focused every day on getting out and I was going to leave because the death toll in the ICU during COVID was epic. Mm. I mean, it's literally miraculous that I'm here. And uh, one of my favorite uh, ICU nurses, Lucas Urea was a former uh, army medic and in Afghanistan for nine months. And he said that the body bags, Coming out of the ICU during COVID was orders of magnitude larger than um, the, 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 the battleground in Afghanistan. Wow! Mm. So it's kind of like the story of the commercial airliner with hundreds of people on it that goes down and three people survive. Mm. Hallelujah! I yeah. mean, he saw he saw Lucas in two and a half years in the ICU during COVID. He told me, and I've had him tell tell me this story several times because I just didn't believe it, and I wanted to catch him, you know, in a fib. Mm -hmm. And he said three people, he saw three people leave the ICU outside of a body bag. Wow. Yeah, it's just stunning. Just absolutely stunning. So um, writing a new book about all this, it's 90% done. It's called The Advantage of Adversity, How I Use Faith, Mindset, and Intention to Beat COVID and Cancer. Um, so it's an inspirational book. You better believe it. And what an inspiring story and you're but, a professional speaker. So you'll speak well, on these
2: topics, right? It's,
4: well, without a doubt, without a doubt. And it's, it's, it's funny you say speaker because I am a speaker at my core and all speakers want a big story. I never wanted one this big stone. Yeah. <laughs> I, ne- I never wanted a story this big. So be careful what you ask for, but here it is. And it's amazing what we've learned in the past year. You know, one, one, one day, you know, nothing about cancer then the next day, you know, You know, everything we all know somebody it's touched and many, so many people have died of cancer, but so many people live. A lot of people live and you just don't hear about it. Um, you know, cancer is a, it's not a death sentence at all. It's a metabolic and emotional condition that we can heal. I created it. God and myself will heal it. And my wife and her incredible nutritional protocol that I'm on. (laughs) But, um, are yeah, we going a, for a cheeseburger later? We are definitely not going for a oh, cheeseburger. Man. Although I want one, <laughs> Trust we'll, just me. Use, we'll use, lettuce. We'll just use Thru, lettuce. I love meat and beer as much as anybody on earth, but I'm on a whole food, plant based diet now. Um, incredibly clean. So for the, from the hmm. metabolic standpoint, I'm extremely clean. Yeah. But uh, you know, working on my emotions. Every form of cancer has an emotional root, and colorectal is rooted in self anger. Which I thought was fascinating because I'm a hmm. I'm an easy you, you've known me for over a decade. Oh yeah, I mean I'm a nice guy. I love people, tend to be the you know the life of the party. Um, but I've had a lot of self I've had to dig deep and and uh, admit that I've had a lot of self anger over probably a couple decades about where I thought I would be and where I'm not. And I think that's the biggest one of the biggest things I've learned is when you go through a massive change in life and uh, typically the, where there's loss involved. You can't focus on the loss. You've got to focus on the gain. And what I've gained is I'm still here. You know, God spared my life uh, to share a large, large message with the world and be my son's daddy. That's what I'm focused on. Yeah. Do I miss cheeseburgers, Gary? Damn right, (laughs) I miss cheeseburgers and beer and pizza. Yeah. And I'll get back to that. That's not a no-no forever, but for it's a you know it's a it's a period in time where I've got to heal and take care of myself, and, um, and we'll get through this. You know, one day at a time. We, we keep moving. Um, you know, my book, Stand in the Heat, was about the entrepreneurial mindset, the never-give-up mindset. And it's interesting. A few years ago, I'm big on affirmations. I believe that affirmations are a way to speak our existence into reality. It's kind of a little piece of uh, quantum physics. We have the power to—
2: There's more and more
4: science really
2: backing that up.
4: Oh, there is. Every day, isn't there? All there is. Oh, we could spend an hour talking about Dr. Joe Dispenza <laughs> and his books and his work. And I mm-hmm. went to a couple of his retreats last year. And um, yeah, there's power in what you say. As the saying goes, our cells are eavesdropping on our thoughts. So be careful what you say inside your head and mm-hmm. in the physical world. But several years ago, I wrote down a, an affirmation, one of my most powerful affirmations. And it is, um, I will be speaking on an international stage at 100 years of age. And that presupposes that, you know, I'll be alive at hundred. There's some fine print without drooling or wearing a diaper. Yeah. But I've been reading that. I've been saying that to myself for years, almost in preparation for what I've gone through the past year and a half. So one of my big messages is, um, see your future, visualize it. Um, know why you're here, have an incredible will to live and to serve others, because that's what this is. This is way beyond the money. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the money there's tons of money out there it comes right. and goes and it it ebbs and flows and you know we're all entrepreneurs in this room and um you know you can have great months and you can have months where you make no money and um that's just that's just an afterthought if you if you if you connect with why you're here what's your purpose why are you alive what are you here to do How are you gonna make the world better how are you gonna leave the world a better place how are you gonna affect your community that's what i love about your show um these are the things that are really important to me now. You know, John Maxwell, the great speaker about leadership, says there's success and then there's significance. Success is typically material and it's money. Significance is way beyond that. It's how you impact others, impact the world. And um, I do believe I was when so many people died in that ICU where I lived for nine where I lived and survived 96 days. Why me? Why am I in your Why am I in your studio right now on this show?
2: Yeah,
4: you could make a case I should be dead. And, um uh, and I'm not so I don't take that obviously don't take it lightly and um just grateful to to be here and to share and give my testimony um about why I believe I'm here I'm here and see what I can do to um, help people grow and help organizations grow
2: yes yeah, so let's talk about the work because because you have found a way to express this mindset this experience to to serve others you're you're writing the book you're out uh speaking are you are you planned to be tell us about the work like what kinds of organizations or individuals are you working with and plan to work with
4: yeah well plan to work with is 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 operative just okay really launching right now okay so i'm writing a book called and this is just a mock-up it's called the advantage of adversity ah. so i've got the advantage of i've got dot adversity.com that's going to really be my new brand okay um this is just a mock-up as you can see it's got no pages in it. Although I've written 90% of this book, this is just a mock-up. Right. It looks this, great. This could be entitled Everything Men Know About Women. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, You could sell it's, out it's right now. Right? That's a bestseller right there. <laughs> That's great. Um, but, uh, you know, in business, uh, the, the the purpose of a business is to secure a customer. Yeah. That's the number one rule of a business, to secure a customer and then to make a profit. Um. And nothing, no business is going to make money or drive revenues unless somebody sells something to somebody. I preach that all the time. You can have the best product or service in the world, but if you can't get it off the shelf, it's effectively worthless. And my father told me when I was knee high, son, nothing happens until the cash register rings. And I've been in sales and biz dev since I was 10 years old. I started knocking on doors when I was 10. So ultimately, I'm a sales guy, a biz dev guy. I love that space. And uh, so I intend to uh, going on the corporate side, I tend to go and in, to go into organizations and teach the mindset of uh, overcoming adversity, because there's adversity. If, if as long as human beings are walking the earth, there's going to be adversity. Yeah, especially in sales, especially in business development, it can be t- mean, tough, and nasty. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the late great Jim Rohn, yeah. and he was uh, he was Tony Robbins' original mentor. He was phenomenal. But I love this. I'm going to share this with you. Uh, after one of his uh, seminars in the 80s, one of his attendees walked up to him and said, Mr. Rohn, in your opinion, what is the business climate going to look like for the next three to five years? You know, great question. And without hesitation, Mr. Roan said, well, it's going to be the same it's been for the past 10,000 years. <laughs> Adversity with a chance of opportunity. Mm. That's just life. That's life. That's business. As long as humans are walking the earth, there's going to be adversity, but there is advantage in, in adversity. And what is that advantage? I think it's the opportunity. If you decide it's the opportunity to grow, because there's no growth without, without challenge, you know, metal, steel, sharp, steel sharpens steel. There's gotta be all of your growth happens outside of your comfort zone in your personal life with your kids, with your spouse, with your clients, Anybody have pain in the butt clients? <laughs> Anybody have prospects who ghost them? Oh yeah, it's just it's you know. So uh, it's not a
1: good idea to send an email to a prospect and put a read receipt. I made that mistake twenty years ago. Lots, <laughs> don't do that.
4: Yeah, lots of mistakes. And don't don't uh, don't cuss out your prospects before you click the off button on the phone.
2: huh. yeah, oh, that's good. I've counsel. seen
4: that. I've seen that happen to somebody before. That's aye, that's aye, ugly. Aye. Anyway, I mean, business can be mean, tough and nasty. It's adverse, but there's always, there's always opportunity in adversity. I think the poster child of adversity these past few years has been Zoom. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. Zoom has changed the world. Yeah. I heard this a couple of years ago and it blew my business head off. Do you realize that I don't know if it's still the case today, but in the past 24 months, Zoom, You know, we all go on Zoom for meetings. Yeah, yeah. Zoom had a larger market cap than Ford and General Motors combined. Wow. Wow. How's that possible? And who bought stock in that early on? Yeah. (laughs) So there's always opportunity in adversity. What company, what company do you think built the first digital camera? Polaroid. Nailed it. Really? Is it? Polaroid or Kodak? One of the two old school film manufacturers. Eastman Kodak. They designed the world's first digital camera in 1976. Huh? Did they miss the boat?
2: I think maybe. Did
4: they have a little lack of vision? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they had. To, adversity. So there's adversity everywhere. I'm passionate about helping people, individuals, and teams overcome adversity and realize their greatest greatest potential.
2: Now, you had already authored a book, so in in putting this book together, did it come together pretty easily, or did you struggle with parts of it?
4: Well, there's always struggle in writing. It's like running through water waist deep, and, <laughs> and I enjoy some writing, but I began writing this book in December of 21 when I got out of the hospital. Hmm. Um, the original book was going to be about just the ICU stage and me surviving that. Yeah, Not a witch hunt about our medical industrial complex, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but just a uh, a book about hope and inspiration. Um but then I got the curveball with the cancer diagnosis, so I've uh delayed the finish of the book to see how um some specific treatments play out. But that book will be finished this year without a doubt.
2: Yeah. And so, you'll go out, you'll speak and oh, you'll consult yeah. with teams and organizations. Absolutely.
4: Yes, absolutely. And, um, do cult, you know, I'll do, I'll do faith-based talks, but I I'll also do corporate consulting, um, because we do like to make money, right? <laughs> Us sales guys like to make
1: money. I'm looking at my calendar saying, when are we going to book Glenn? I love this stuff. Yeah.
2: There you. you go. Have him come talk to your team. Yeah. Done. That'd be fun. Absolutely.
4: You know, it's interesting, um, I, I turned fifty six next week, which is actually surreal to hear come out of my mouth because mm. I was twenty six, and that's fifty six in dog years. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's dog years. But um, uh, the the one and only Brian Tracy did a phenomenal video testimonial for my first book, Stand in the Heat, which still blows me away. You know, thirteen years later, and I've I've recently put together my one sheet, which I emailed over to you right before I came over this morning, and. I emailed that one sheet. It's just a, it's a marketing one sheet. Here's what Glenn's doing now. This is what mm-hmm. he talks about. This is who he is. This is his new brand. And I sent it out to a n- number of key people over the weekend. And um, you know who Brian Tracy is, right? Oh yeah. We know who Brian Tracy is. The, yeah, the yeah. Brian Tracy. One of the great motivational speakers, trainers, consultants of all time. And I sent him an email and just reminded him of who I am. And he responded within 24 hours and he said, Hey, congratulations. This looks great. Just give me a phone call if I can help you in any in any way. Wow! And it just makes you realize how amazing people are, and we tend to put a lot of people up on a pedestal because of our perception. But there are so many awesome, humble, great people out there who really want to give back because they're in that significance phase of life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm putting together right before here. I had a meeting with a gentleman about creating my new brand and launching my new brand and all the social media that uh, goes with that. So, um, yeah, just excited about birthing this new, this new uh, message and being of service. Cause, uh, I want the balance of my life. The next 45 years are going to be of service.
2: So how does sales and marketing or how do you envision the sales and marketing approach plan for this,
4: because you, you, you do have to get the word out. you got to get booked for the talk, you... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I mean, I believe in guerrilla marketing, old school, yeah. knocking on doors. I mean, I, I'm a cold caller from when I was 10 years old, so mm. I'm not afraid to pick up a phone, send an email, going to create a YouTube channel. Um, of course, got the book coming out. And my delusion is not about selling a lot of books. Unless you're a rock star or a celebrity, you're not going to sell a ton of books. It's about platform. Mm-hmm. A book is a badass business card. It's about yeah. a platform, it's about credibility. Um but uh, you know, I uh, I envision a, a video podcast. There are some cool. phenomenal video podcast. I'm just telling, I can feel it in my bones, my cells. The advantage of adversity podcast is going to be big. Fun. Right, interview other yeah. people who have been through tremendous adversity and overcome it and how they're succeeding and adding value to the world and that That just really resonates with me.
2: Well, I can see that it does. And for what my opinion is worth, that kind of format where you're shining the light on other people, and it's not just you out there being the only one talking about the topic, but finding, capturing those stories. First of all, it's incredibly rewarding and you learn a ton, but we've actually learned over the years that that capturing stories can be infinitely more powerful in growing your business and and your network. Than just the storytelling, there's a, there's a place for the storytelling, right? And getting yes. your word out there But capturing stories is incredibly powerful just on the business front too.
4: Yeah, it really is. You know, he's doing a great job and who I completely admire. Do we all know the name Danica Patrick? Yes. Yes. Who is she? Race car driver. Yes. Race car driver, right? Right. Well, she's go, she's, di- go daddy spokesperson too. That yeah. too. That too. Well, she's got a killer <laughs> video podcast now really? called pretty intense.
2: Oh, pretty intense. Oh, oh, i got to follow that.
4: And she's interviewing some of the great thinkers on the planet. I mean, from Saad Guru all the way down wow. to Dr. Joe Dispenza to, uh, I mean, uh, it's she's doing a phenomenal job. And having
2: job. a blast. I'll bet you she's having, having a, a great time doing it and having, learning a ton. And there's tons yeah. of
1: cool people here in Atlanta Metro. Like, yeah. I find people, Acres like, of they diamonds, live in
4: Atlanta you know, right too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's cool people everywhere. Phenomenal yeah. stories everywhere. So just excited to see you again. Yeah, this um, is
2: fun. I'm so excited for you. And I've always thought the world of you and, and your work. And, and you, too, are one of those folks. It's it's amazing to me that you can be continue to be one of those people after this experience, which I think is phenomenal. But you've always been one of those folks. Again, when you walk in the room, there's a different level of energy you've you've cracked the code on that quantum physics science that we oh, were talking about earlier that, or at least you. that's love been you, my brother. experience of thank you. you thank you thank you so yeah. much i have Just, to ask a question i'm no, sorry please. it's your J- show i know it's not my show it's our this show. this is
1: fascinating <laughs> I, i'm so excited that i'm sitting next to glenn because i didn't know this i thought it was a totally different business so i'm this i love this stuff my question is and i sound like an old guy but the younger folk. Always talk about, I'm going to manifest it. What are your thoughts on that? Do you believe in it? That's what I kind of heard, but what do you think?
4: Oh, I I absolutely believe in it. I believe, Uh, I mean, a huge part of manifestation is faith. Um, Knowing and believing, speaking something into existence, knowing it so well, having it so internalized that you can you can feel it, you can see it, you can touch it, you can taste it um, And that's when I wrote that when I wrote down that affirmation that I will be speaking on an international stage at 100 years of age, somebody might hear that and say that's ridiculous. I own that. I absolutely mm-hmm. own it. I say it every day it's on my mirror it's in my cells it's in my I am manifesting that myself and my belief in God. we're manifesting that so yeah, I'm a big you know, there's a lot of different ways to say a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been very open-minded, and um, there's a lot of forms of genius out there, a lot of, way, lot, lots of different forms of intelligence. You can label things whatever you want, mm-hmm. but regardless of what you believe, this will happen 100 times out of 100 times. He just dropped the phone on the book. And I don't care what you call this. It's got blank
1: pages, it's safe right now.
4: I don't care how what you label it. That's a fact. Yeah. Gravity works. Yeah. It always wins. It always wins. It's always there. So you can you can you can call intelligence, faith, God. You know, Wayne Dyer used to say you can call it Louise if you want. But whatever you label it. It works. I feel
1: comfortable saying this. And it's so sad that you have to be, you have to filter. You know, we feel today that we need to filter before we say something. So I I, I, I struggle with that. You know how when you talk to people on the phone and they call you, you call them, and they're like, how are you doing? It's like the standard, like, oh, the wife and the kids are great. The, my line now is I woke up above ground. I hit the freaking lotto. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Versus, you know, all the businessy stuff, but I mean, what my dad used to always tell me, and you probably don't know, know this, Glenn, that um, what is it? Health breeds wealth. You're no good sick. Yeah. You overcame that monster. Yeah.
4: The world is yours. Exactly. Amen. Yeah, it's incredible. I love it. And one of my uh, today's Tuesday, right? Today's yes, Tuesday? sir. Yesterday, when I'm when I'm on sales calls on Monday. I share my, one of my favorite quotes of all time with people. I say, happy Monday. And as, as Sam Walton used to say, thank God it's Monday. Wow. Thank God it's Monday. Because most people have the attitude, thank God it's Friday, so I can take a couple days sure. off. Mm-hmm. That's a middle class clock punching attitude. Yep. Sam Walton, who became a billionaire and all his kids are billionaires, had that mindset of, thank God it's Monday. I can get back to work. Right. I can do what I love. And I feel that. Nobody wants to be around Debbie Downer. Come on. What's that noise? Sound I, I put him away.
0: He was screaming too much.
2: So I got to ask you, and I'm going to ask everybody at, at the table. And I'm always interested to know this. What are you reading right now? Clearly, you're a life learner. You're you're reading. Are, are there a couple of things that you're reading that are standing out for you right now? Yeah, What's on well, your nightstand, th- man? Well, I've got
4: to share with you because everybody's, I mean, almost everybody's been touched by cancer. Mm. So I'm reading a phenomenal. Well, I've read it, but I'm reading again. Chris beat cancer by Chris Wark. W A R K. Chris beat cancer. If anybody in your life or world has been dealt the punch of a diagnosis, have them read Chris beat cancer immediately. Um, aside from that, I'm reading uh, Radical Remission, mm. which is about I think Kathleen Turner, Kelly Turner. Uh, she studied thousands of people who had radical remissions from cancer, and the nine components are in common with all cancer survivors. Mm. Seven of those, nine, are emotional.
2: Wow. You know, you touched on that earlier in the yeah. conversation about cancers, how this
4: emotional root. Yeah. Cancer is very emotional. Um, huh. Breast cancer has a very a specific emotional root. Most cancers have a very specific Interesting. emotional root. And I'm reading two books by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza because I think he's the world's foremost expert on how the mind creates the body What and the science of that.
1: What do you say to the folks... I mean, my mom's battling cancer, second round, doesn't look good, stage four, it's in the lymph nodes, I need to go hurry up and see her, which I'm going, but to the folks that say, cancer's good for business, they could have cured it 20 years ago, what do you say to that?
4: Ooh, that's a whole other
1: hour. I mean, oh, <laughs> Sounds like he has that's some That's a large can
4: of worms.
1: I, well, I've heard it, it's disturbing as a just family member, but you know what I mean, people say that.
4: Yeah. I agree. Our, 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 our medical industrial complex is driven by profits over people and it's controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. And that's why I've gone all natural. No chemo, no radiation. Mm-hmm. I've got a power port in my chest right here. You could feel it. It's been here for a year because I was supposed to start chemo last March and I never did. Mm. My wife and I got the nudge just in time. We got that crispy cancer book just in time. No kidding. There is math cancer. I mean it's a, it might be a trillion dollar industry globally. There's mm. massive profit in it. Um yeah. I can't even tell you all the stories we've heard of people who've been on their deathbed, hospice, death papers signed, who have come back. I, and are here
1: today. I asked my mom uh, a couple conversations ago, I call my folks in California every Sunday or I try to to check in and I remember asking my dad three calls ago, I said, she did the PET scan. It's come back. It's all over the lymph nodes. It's not good. I mean, we're we real as family. But I said, mom, are you going to, you know, how do you want to handle it? And she goes, I'm going to fight it to the end. I'm like,
4: oh, all thing. right. There you go. <laughs> that is it. That's the bottom line. It's the will to live. mindset. Your mindset will kill you or it will heal you, period. Yeah. Period. My personal trifecta for healing is faith, mindset, and nutrition. Faith, mindset, nutrition.
2: I'm glad you asked.
4: (laughs) You know, there's
1: again, I'm sorry, Stone. You don't have to apologize. Okay, so we eat dinner at the table, at old school Walton still. I'm holding on as long as I can, right? Not too long ago, we're a public shopper. I like Kroger, but we're publics. The the grape was the size of like four of my fingers. And I looked at my wife and I go, Can you see Monsanto? That's not a real grape. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't have time to have a garden in my backyard in Marietta. So what yeah. do you do? Yeah. Whole foods is a start. I mean, because you about the health and what you put in your body and what you're eating.
4: It's, it's everything. It's everything. And I'm, I'm all organic. I'm whole food, plant-based, all organic. If you want to watch a documentary documentary that will blow your mind, watch the game changers on Netflix. That's
2: the, game, game, all, changers. the okay. game
4: changers. It's all about the myth of our need for animal protein. And I'm a carnivore. I love it. Mm-hmm. We do. You think about the largest terrestrial animals that are walking this earth? They all eat plants. Just something to think about. <laughs> and this is coming from mind. a guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from a guy who loves meat and mac and cheese and beer and, and wine and <laughs>
1: casseroles and.
4: Uh, you know
1: this, but, Glenn. When you travel, you eat out. Like everybody yeah. wants to go to dinner and have drinks, and I'm sure we can share this that. You don't have to even look at a menu anymore. It's like everybody's got chicken. But you you got to be careful when you're on the road what you eat. What I do now, because I need to watch this weight, I have three young children, is I look for a Whole Foods, and I love eating there, and I can work. That's a better choice. But it's a shift versus, eh, it's just McDonald's. Oh, I've traveled 28 days this month. McDonald's, not good.
4: No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned netflix and i really anticipate it because i'm about to ask the younger folks in the room what they're reading and it, it sure i'd be happy to answer to me, that <laughs> <laughs> it occurred to me that they may not be reading books like us like i and, and i uh, my books are on kindle it may be netflix it may be blogs it may be instagram people that they follow but uh
1: carlos what books you reading
2: Let me pull that out, boy. Uh, He's going while he's pulling that out. Ayla, are you more? You tap into different vehicles, but you are. You also are reading and following things. Yes,
0: Um, I. I try to read. Um, I. I started doing um, with my uh, with my church. I'm in a couple different small groups, and we. in one of them we're doing the the Bible in a year. Um, oh, yeah, I, I'm struggling to keep up, but I do try to read at least a little bit in that a few times a week. Um, and I started this other book called get out of your head to kind of, um, I haven't gotten super far in that one either, but, um, just that one's kind of focused more on as it's titled getting out of your head, like not thinking so much about, you know, different things. Cause I'm, I'm in avid overthinker like i Mm -hmm. i try to process like different routes and if i do this then what's going to happen if i do that what's going to happen like pros and cons of all my decisions and it's just it weighs heavily sometimes um so i'm trying to get more in that mindset of just going with my initial gut feeling because most of the time that tends to be the route i end up going anyway and it works out um but it's definitely you know as we've been talking about that mindset um is is really important to focus on
2: we had a guest in here it's been a couple of months now a guy by the name of Tommy Breedlove and he's doing some marvelous work he's got a place up in Dahlonega I used to call it Dallanaga you know (laughs) because I'm a redneck Talladega Dallanaga and he's doing some great work but he talked about how how so often uh you know the first thing we do when we wake up is we grab the phone and we check the social and all that stuff and he suggested a, a discipline of you know just see if you can just leave it alone for a little while and and read something, you know, use that early time. If you're like me, and the older I get, the earlier I wake up. And so now I've adopted that discipline. And I started, and I quit, um, but I started, uh, I was going to read the Bible all the way through. And I just could not make it through all the begets and begats. <laughs> but I'll tell you a discipline I did adopt, and that's Proverbs. Because I think there's 31. And so like whatever day it is, you know, if it's the 23rd, then I'm going to read 23, and then I just start over every month, and that that I think is, has served me well. There's a, and there are some great stories in the Bible. It's an yes. and it's got everything. It's got violence. It's got sex. It's got wisdom. It's got anything you you want to do. So I think that's marvelous. But uh, I'm encouraged to know that you are feeding your mind, mm-hmm. right? I think that's marvelous. Yeah. And Carlos, when we did that, he dug so into his happy. backpack. Tell us, tell us what you got there, man.
3: Um, I have a book called Business Made Simple by donald miller i mm-hmm. just bought it not too long ago uh i try to feed my mind a little bit because i'm actually going into the business world i have no clue anything about it yeah. learning still um but i've been a big reader since i was young because my mom always always made sure i read because as a hispanic i have read both languages and it's kind of hard for me to you know my grammar and my pronunci- my pronunciations be a little harder yeah i'll bet but um, he
1: speaks perfect spanglish
3: yeah
2: that, that's what it really is I, I speak I, both languages
1: and i am 100 percent mexican believe it or not from fresno california and i speak no spanish wow <laughs> horrible
3: but yeah I, when i was young my mom always made sure even if we were like if we were grounded that's what was her number one rule you have to read a book now that you're grounded no phone, no social media, no nothing. Way to go, mom! And yeah, she always made sure I was reading, and now I can actually read by myself with no problem.
2: Well, one of the things that's fun for me is my youngest daughter. My oldest daughter is an avid reader, but she enjoys the the stories, the the fiction, and she's a very accomplished professional. And, and I'm sure she reads stuff in her domain. But my youngest is very much on this uh, self development uh, track. And so we have kind of a daddy daughter book club. And so we'll recommend books to each other and awesome. I'll buy her stuff and send it to her Kindle and she'll send them to mine. And, uh, one of the more recent is, uh, everything is Figure Outable." I love it. And, and I'm really enjoying that book. But, uh, so Glenn, aren't you inspired to hear these young folks say that they're feeding their mind? Oh,
4: I love it. It's fantastic. And I, I commend you both for reading and feeding your mind because I mean, over your lifetime, you're going to be a product of the, you know, the, the few people you associate with and the books you read and um, anything. My my dad taught me when I was a kid, anything you want to learn is in a book. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's yeah. On, and whether it's on a Kindle or it's physical copy. Yeah. Good for you.
1: And if you keep reading, you can end up on Jeopardy and actually
4: win.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Glenn, what's the best way for our folks to reach out, connect with you, have a conversation? Yeah,
4: for the moment, old school. Cell numbers is 404-291-0291. Or send me an old-fashioned email. There you go. Glenn at glenncarver.com. Glenn is spelled with two N's. The second N is silent.
2: Well, it has been an absolute <laughs> delight having you in this studio again, man. I am so excited pleasure. for you. It's, Thank man, you. I just, I, I'm inspired. So glad you
4: moved to Cherokee County and Me stepped it too. up.
1: Oh yes,
2: absolutely. Yes,
1: sir.
4: Sorry,
2: like, you're not. <laughs> you don't.
4: Have to I'm in love with
1: you, Glenn. I'm a happily married man, but I'm in love with you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> man crushes are allowed. It, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, I get very creative on. My sales, I'll say it mm-hmm. that way. So somebody's gonna spend a boatload of money. I find a creative way to get them to yes, right. One of right. the ways I can do that is unorthodox ways, like I'm working with a staff or a sales, uh, you know, driven company, a bunch of salespeople. If we do the deal, I'm gonna give you a ten thousand dollar credit towards Glenn's services because I believe in it. You can't say no to free,
2: right? It's right. all
1: embedded in my number, but that's the way I do stuff like that. So that's when I'm like. Okay. You know, everybody's stepping it back up. They're spending money. You know, it's all starts. Somebody's got to sell something. So that's where it starts. I'm, I'm excited. And Great meeting you.
4: You're welcome, Glenn. You are welcome. <laughs> I made that happen. No, i <laughs> no, Gary. I know who you. I'm taking out for beers. <laughs> I'm going to watch you drink some beers. Stone, I'll tell
1: you that 100 later. Don't worry about
4: it. <laughs> all right, mate. All right. Until next time, this is Stone
2: Payton for our guest today. And everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.